Welcome to Thinky Comet, a collection of nuanced conversations about the Black experience. I'm your host, Mia Marie. On this podcast, we explore topics that empower, educate, and illustrate the necessity for honest conversations about being Black, all with the aim of reaching personal liberation and challenging systems of oppression. I just feel like it was a little oh, low. I love the colors on that board. Right? Aren't they so nice? And they can do Christmas things. Lights at the you want Let's look. <laughs> <laughs> yes, girl. Yes, yes. You got a laugh track. Wait, can I touch one? Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. Mia. Yeah, girl. Yeah. Do you use these regularly? <laughs> I don't, but this is the first time we're using these. Oh. I haven't gone through them. That one I don't like so much. No, I don't like this one either. Oh. Yeah. But it's also like nobody wants to hear a laugh track that long. That's true. Anywho. <laughs> okay. What the, were we talking about? Tell me about this move. I haven't literally um, caught up with you. Yeah. So you okay. moved back to Oakland. Yeah. So where does this saga begin? <laughs> the pandemic started. I was living in Portland. I'd only been there for like six or seven months maybe before it started. Yeah. Everything shuts down. My work goes remote. My partner at the time was in school. Her school goes totally remote. And we're like, hey, we don't really need to be here paying rent anymore. Yeah. And we have family, like, in other parts of the country. It'd be nice to bubble up with them before the holidays so that, like, hopefully we don't all have COVID over the holidays. Whatever. Then we began basically a journey of being, like, living in different places. So we lived in San Diego for a few months. We lived in Denver for a few months. Mm -hmm. In that time period is when I also realized, like, finally figured out, got an MRI that I had a herniated disc because I had been basically, like, crooked for a while. (laughs) I think I remember that. (laughs) (laughs) I was very crooked, couldn't stand up straight. I was losing feeling in my feet and legs. I couldn't walk for more than 10 minutes. So in Denver, got spine surgery. My partner went back to Portland the day after I got surgery because she had to for school started again. I was, like, eight weeks later, nine weeks later, cleared to go back to Portland, or to be on a plane, basically. And I was like, okay, I'm going to go back to Portland. My partner decided to take a leave of absence from school, which was, like, a surprise to me at the time, even though maybe in retrospect, I'm like, yeah, I guess it wouldn't have been a surprise. Um, In that decision period, we decided to move back to the Bay Area, which I was, like, a little bit hesitant about because I feel like when I left the Bay to go to Portland, it's not that I was, like... Given, yeah, it's not like I was, like, flipping off the barrier being like, bye forever, suckers. Yeah. But I was like, okay. Yeah. It's good. You're like, like I I've, I've had my time here. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I feel, I know that feeling. Yeah, like, it wasn't, I didn't mean it yeah. with malice. Yeah. I was just like, I think, yeah, it was a chapter, and yeah. I, on to We're the next. moving on. So it felt a little strange for many reasons to be like, I'm going back to the Bay. So we went back to the Bay Area, moved to Berkeley. There's many reasons why, like, there were great things about being back in Berkeley, back in the Bay. I have so many people there that I love, and yeah. like now I totally miss them all the time because I don't live there, and I'm like, wait, what have I done? Mm-hmm. Um, but it was just like I wasn't expecting to be back in the Bay Area, and I, I don't know if you've had that experience in your life where you're just like, sometimes I really convince myself that I'm like in control, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then when you're like, oh, this is not what I saw coming. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> wait a minute. And I think that's like so much about adulthood. I actually wrote a note about it because I know I had I have notes because y'all so. It's, I feel like becoming an adult, this is what it was. Oh my goodness. I didn't write that note down. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's embarrassing. No, but I was talking about it. It's up here. It's up here. I was thinking about it. But so much about being an adult is 
enjoying like the both and like being grateful for what you do have, but then also grieving sometimes like a Mm. real big loss or not loss, but something that you thought you were going to have that you wanted that you used to have. There's a longing or just grief. You know what I mean? Like as you get older, you lose more and more things. You know, like that sounds crazy. No, but you do. But people pass away. More people that you know pass away. Your more relationships are lost. More job. You know what I mean? You just more changes, and with change, there is like a death. Like life has a life death life cycle, mm-hmm. and so there's so much more to grieve as you get older. And it's like still finding joy in moments of grief. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, at varying intensities, you know, I get it. I guess yeah. that's the thing I did not say in this story. <laughs> oh yeah. I now to go about. to the story Sorry. <laughs> is that after being back in the Bay for a year and a half, my partner and I split ways. We'd been together like eight years. Like you were there when we started dating eight years. I was during I couldn't seven, remember. eight, Damn. yeah, somewhere in that range. Cause I, I think we started dating when I was like 22, 23. Like it was one year after it was like after the tail end of our first year yeah. of teaching. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like she came to our wild ass home. At 124. <laughs> and we split up this past, um, March. So wow. Tomorrow is, I believe six months wow. of being split up. We were also engaged. Um, which happened, the engagement happened like a month or two before I got spine surgery. So we, we joked at the time, like, man, we got engaged. And then am I allowed to curse on this program? Yeah. Yes. We got engaged and we like to joke like, wow, we got engaged and then everything went to shit. Cause it did feel that way. Oh, like damn. we obviously have so much love between it, between us. I still have so much love for her. Like, yeah, I know she cares so much and loves me too. But anyway, that, as you can imagine, ending an eight year relationship, is just a lot. And to what you're saying about grieving, it's like, even if we hadn't been engaged, that's a lot. But with engagement, like comes like that dream of what you thought you had or, mm-hmm. you know, and it's, yeah, there's just something different to mourn there. Um, and some of, you know, sometimes it feels flippant to be like a breakup because sometimes it feels more like a divorce. Like, yeah. you know, it's like we live together. We had a dog, whatever yeah. words are mean what we, I guess decide they mean but in a lot of ways I'm like breakup almost feels too flippant like and too small it's like I'm feel like it's yeah it's just so strange like yeah. yeah I keep I kept thinking about this in the beginning it pops up now and again when I'm just like ugh. the cruel the cruelest part of it is that you're in like such so much pain and discomfort and the, the one person who's been your person who you're like you're my rock when I'm feeling deep pain or discomfort like you're gonna support me is the one person that you're like, I, sh- I can't talk to them or I shouldn't, or like yeah. it may not be the most helpful for me or them. Yeah. So yeah, that happened six months ago. I, um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, we can take, we have, we can put, let's take a pin in it. Let's, we, let's chart, let's talk about this because I really think that what you're talking about is so real because y'all's relationship in terms of a breakup being flippant. You all really went on some journeys together. You went on that PC highway. Yeah, I know the PCP, whatever that, whatever that shit She's was. About the Pacific Crest Trail, just for clarity. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Let them know because I know. Um, but you all went on that journey together. You, you know, you you yeah. traveled many different places. Like drinking and, water all out. No, no, you're fine. But um, yes, we went through a lot of stuff together, as anybody would in eight years. But like, we really were committed to each other. For, like, we were engaged mm-hmm. because we, you know, we love each other, and we had like, yeah, to a certain degree, imagined that future. But even just like physical journeys too. I think there's something too about like probably traveling with someone and like uprooting your life and really disrupting and making life decisions with someone. It's different if you like 
are sitting in the same place. You know what yeah. I mean? Or not necessarily Very making true. sacrifices for someone. But you you two made real we, sacrifice, we, yeah, sacrifices. Yeah, we had moved multiple times together. We had lived with each other's <laughs> families together. You yeah. know, like, we, yeah, we were really in it. Yeah, that's yeah, really like, real. I, no, that was... How deep do you want to get? Can I ask, what yeah, what was it? The, why did we break up? Why did y'all break up? <laughs> the big question. The big. I mean, so one, I'll just say that, like, I'm six months out, so I think the story that the meaning I would have found, like, in the moment of the breakup is different than what I find now, which mm. will probably be different than what I find in a year or three years or ten years. So I yeah. think it's, like, an evolving thing, and I can see and feel different things when I'm ready to or need to. I think the very easy answer that doesn't feel tr- totally true would be to say, like, oh, it's about kids. Because for me, I was like, you know, I don't really care about weddings. My own wedding. Maybe this will change. Future partners out there. <laughs> I didn't really. I was like, I feel like I want to get married when I'm ready to have a family. I've always known I want to be a mom. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to have children. If I can carry a child, I would love to try doing that. Yeah. But also, like, if my partner was someone who could carry a child and they wanted to, that's cool, too. But, like, I just know I want to be a mom. Mm-hmm. And essentially, I was like, yeah, I'm ready to start planning that. Like, I don't want a baby right now, now. But, like, if we're getting married, if we're getting engaged, that's because we're getting married. And for me, the only reason to be married is because I'm having babies with you. Otherwise, yeah. like, I don't act personally. I didn't feel like marrying her was going to change my level of commitment or anything i was like we're committed for life i'm doing it because like i'm a queer person in america i would like legal recognition of my family and my baby especially if i'm not like biologically quote-unquote related to them yeah so more baby talk was coming up and it just became pretty clear that like she was not in a place to be doing that like it was just like we it just was super clear we're not Mm -hmm. we were not on the same page and um at the time i and i yeah it's so funny because I'm like, it's weird to talk about people who aren't there. Like, I wonder if this is what she would say. And like, yeah. da, da, da. You know, and I feel comfortable sharing too. Like, we were in couples therapy for like a little under a year. Wow. Like, we were really trying because we really love each other yeah. so much. Um, and I think that she was ambivalent. And she worked really hard to be like, let me try and feel the yes parts about babies because mm. clearly my partner wants them. But at the end of the day, it's like she also wasn't letting herself feel the no parts. And, like, that's so fair and valid. Like, but she was ambivalent about babies. And that was tricky for me because I kept being, like, how much ambivalence am I comfortable with? Right? Like, do I act? am I actually comfortable having a baby with someone who's ambivalent? Am I comfortable waiting to see if and how the ambivalence changes? How long am I willing to wait? Da-da-da. And I'm the kind of person who, like... I don't know if I'm just, like, a loyal Leo. I don't know. But it's, like, when I commit to someone, I'm, like, I'm fucking doing this. Yeah. So I don't let go easily. Her look, I don't let go. I mean, look go. at me. I'm still here harassing you, like, 15 years later. You oh, know my goodness, Yeah, after this, we'll introduce you formally. But, y'all, this is Juicy Joe. Yeah. Keep listening. <laughs> I think, um, yeah, I think big picture, the babies is one part of it. I'm the type of person who loves dreaming. Like, I have a rich fantasy life. I'm very much, for as long as I can remember, just being like, ooh, this in the future, that in the future. Which, you know, has its advantages and disadvantages Mm -hmm. to being that way. But, like, I'm a dreamer. Like, I love imagining and dreaming about things in the future and playing pretend. And, like, I really want a love where, like, we can do that together. Yeah. And she was very, um, she could do that, too, about some things. But she was a lot more present oriented like present moment than I was so she was someone who was like even when we first started dating it's like do you want to be married like is that something you think about like I don't know I've never thought about it you know it's Mm -hmm. like if it was in front of her or came up organically like yeah okay I'll think about it but that orientation it's like I was trying so hard for the last year of our relationship to live like more in her speed and be like hey I'm just gonna be present what is right in front of me right now yeah not thinking about in six months or and she was trying for that like last year of our relationship to try to live at my speed Mm. and and my worldview and be like okay so like how can I start shifting it so that like I do dream about these things in the future yeah 
And we were willing to do that, and we were trying because we love each other, but yeah. <clears throat> it was also incredibly painful when we were breaking up. That was something she said to me. She was like, you know, and I, I think this is really hurting you. Like, it's really hard. My ambivalence is very hard for you. And I was like, I think she said it's like making you miserable or something like that. And I said, yeah, and like me being miserable is also making you miserable. You know, yeah. so I was just trying to like, to children yeah Mm -hmm. is is the way I thought about it or like Mm -hmm. marriage or like future planning I was very much like I think we like planning a life and like really like these are our goals and working towards it like and being specific yeah and I think now and and she totally has goals too they just like what was in front of her wasn't maybe lining up in the way that I wanted Mm -hmm. and you know we're we were also different we are different people and I think like when you are back to your point about aging it's like when you're 22 23 and you start dating someone and you're like here's what I'm gonna want when I'm 30 (laughs) that shit's so made up you know like you just don't know some people get lucky and you change in parallel ways or you were totally right and what you both said you wanted when you were 23 is the same but like we changed I have so much love for her in the relationship, so much love, and I think we just grew into directions that were not, like, serving either of us. It was, like, the compassionate thing to do for both of us, which was incredibly painful, still is terribly painful, was to, like, let each other go, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, and I'd be lying if there's not, if I didn't say there was, there had been parts of me in the breakup that were like, well, maybe one, you know, it's like all the things our brains do to be like, maybe we're just figuring it out. Maybe we'll come back. Da, da, da. But it's like, you kind of have to really let go. You know? <laughs> you know? Damn, you were like one and done. W- one and done? What do you mean? I, in the past, and I've really worked recently to not do this anymore, but mm-hmm. we'll be like, break up. Let's get back to the break up. Let's, you well, know what I mean? Oh, yeah, you did. <laughs> not with her, but with another person that I dated in yeah. the last few months. Yeah. Oh, in the last few months? Um, we you been have... dating again? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, we got to introduce you. Y'all, this whole time, we have been talking to Marley. Oh, Marley is the OG on the Inky Comet. She was the first producer, okay, before I was producing. We recorded on my iPhone, as we've discussed many times. Yes, and you would come leaps and bounds. Come leaps I feel and like bounds. I basically was just the cheerleader that was like, you should do it. And it was like seven pockets. I was like, do it. And you also taught me how to. And with the like editing audio, oh, you true. edited audio like 20 audio. Or no, we used Audacity. Audacity, yeah. And then also getting free music. True. Literally. No, you that. were instrumental, okay? Because the first, if y'all remember, the music used to be hitting, okay? We had the playlist. And you, what you, you edited those crazy notes that I would send you. You did send me crazy notes. <laughs> With like 20,000 Like ideas. And, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, Marley's the OG. <laughs> we love Marley. I am just a, such a big fan of you, Nia. Like, I just, I'm like, it's so beautiful how the universe has continued to be like, I know. Talk to Nia sometimes. Like, no one, we've made this joke a million times, but it's like, no one would have ever imagined. If you had told 14, 15-year-old me. 13-year-old. That I would be yeah right i would have been like what no she's annoying like she doesn't even like me you know like like um no i'm like marley no absolutely not oh we live together (laughs) teach for america Yep. LA, man. That was where it started. That is really the beginning of it all. Yeah. It was. It was. And it's funny because we went to Papua New Guinea together and that was right. not you, enough you to be friends. think that would have cemented us, but we the were really... near-death experiences yeah, no. there. We were really committed to not being friends. <laughs> In high school, it's like, oh, yeah. this isn't working for me. And then, like, Teacher America was just miserable enough that we were like, yeah. we got to do it. We sat next to the And bus. we grew. We, yeah. were both, we were both grown, too. Yes. So, wait, so you've, you've already started dating. 
I didn't mean to. Not already well, started. I'm <laughs> sorry. That judgment. Let me take that back. You started dating uh, so close. Uh, <laughs> 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 that was a good one. Yeah, no. So I broke up with someone different than my eight-year partner at the end of July. Mm-hmm. So it's been like six weeks of that. And that was sort of like... The third, the time we when we actually broke up at the end of July, we had already a few times before that been in the motion of a breakup, and as one in particular where I was like, "Oh, we broke up," and I oriented as if we had broken up. But then we started talking a day later, and I was like, "Oh, never mind, we're not broken up." And we got back to so when you were talking about the like oh, yeah, 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 one yeah. and done, I was like, "That's how I had been in previous relationships, even before the eight year one." Is mostly I was like done, but with this person that I had been dating over the summer, I was not like that. I mm-hmm. was very like. It was back and forth. We both had a lot going on in our lives. Like, I had just ended a year relationship. Wait, have you been dating? Uh, I have been dating. Well, <laughs> you know, I also had a breakup. <laughs> I know, painful. I also had a breakup, and yeah, unfortunately... Yeah, when did you guys break up? Because you were back and... You did get back together after. Yeah, it was... We did a lot of off and on, I would say, throughout. And that's something I would not do again, you know, just in terms of... <laughs> wouldn't recommend. Wouldn't recommend it off and on. I think that, like... It hurts. Yeah, it doesn't just, it's not just hurts, but I think it's just like going with your first instinct, you know? And I think that was also just something that I needed to learn. But I would say even before him, I would say like people often had like more time in my life after I think the relationship expired, you know? And like that that was definitely part of my healing. I would say we weren't together as long as you were, but it was almost three years together. And I think it was just a really painful time. It was during, like, right at the height of the pandemic. It was so November 2020. And I really did not do enough prior or during our relationship cultivating a community outside of him. And so it was very much, like, confronting my own, like, grief and sadness about it. Also being isolated because everyone's staying at home. It's in New York. We're still, like, it's still... Exactly. Yeah. Stu- it's super hard to build a community, but it's, like, also pandemic now, right? So it's yeah. Like, it's not safe. So everyone's at home. And it was just, like, really facing that kind of isolation that was both real and imagined, you know? And so I didn't date for the first six months after. So I waited, girl. Yeah. I did not mean <laughs> Just to kidding. Date. No. I mean, listen. I, I'm here for the shade. I all, all I will say is I did not mean to date someone. Like, if you had asked I me... Just, you stumbled know? on it. I really felt that way. I was yeah. like, what the, f-? Like, you know? Yeah. Like- no, when the chemistry is there, it's really, like, you got to go with it. I think it's like, yes. when chemistry feels that strong, it's nice. It's really like, well, let me see where this goes. Because there was a time when I was like, I wish that I had met you one year from now. Because, you know, mm. maybe I would just like have my more feet healed. more under me. Maybe you would <laughs> yeah. feel like some of the stuff in your life was also like more in a place where you wanted it to be. But we both just like couldn't, you know, yeah. like, I feel like we both, like, I would say that and I was like, well, what are we just going to like? pretend like we're just gonna arbitrarily be like so we're not talking now see you in a year like it just doesn't work you know it didn't work for us and it's also like once you know that that person's there that's gonna impact how you're interacting with other people too 100% so you're like not fully (laughs) 100% (laughs) even with yourself too like I think going from half-ass dating someone to not dating at all (laughs) is a big difference it's still a sorry I'm just speaking from my own experience yeah it is but it is the focus that I have on myself when I'm absolutely single is amazing you know what I mean whereas like if I'm half connected half-ass connected into something I'm not saying that that yours is a half-ass thing but you know when I'm really kind of like just in something that I know is not going anywhere it's still draining energy in like the worst way possible yeah I guess it also I'm thinking <laughs> that's about, for me at least no. in this time of my life yeah I, I'm thinking too about what you were saying about the off and on thing on off on off and I'm like I've been thinking a lot about time 
too. Yes, and how valuable it is. Yeah, and how hard it is. Because I think mm. that's part of the like intuition-y thing that you're talking about or like the on and off thing. Sometimes the coming back on and being like, okay, well, let's do it again is kind of just, um, for me, I think it was like wishful thinking that like being explicit about where we wanted to be or how we wanted to be would actually just get us there. Would when be really enough. it's like, time is I think gonna get get us or get as individuals to Mm -hmm. the place we want to be yeah and it's I'm not just saying like time you're not doing shit but like it just takes time you know and I'm Mm -hmm. like when when someone when you decide to come back into each other like three weeks later six weeks later it's like what really meaningfully yeah has changed could have changed or grown in three or six weeks yeah for us as individuals and also but again it's like even with the time that you need to grow it's hard even trying to time that with somebody else is never gonna work it's gonna stunt you in some you know what I mean I think any type of yeah like any type of tie to someone that you may have not stunt but like it's hard to for like unless you are fully 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 like exposing yourself or you know Mm -hmm. allowing the world to touch you and just being like open to all the possibilities but if you're still like reserving yourself for someone that's going to impact how you navigate in a way that's different and it's gonna (laughs) it's not the same type of growing and i feel like i know know you're right is the thing because i feel like yeah no so i was i didn't date for six months and i started dating and it was like a string of mirrors of like where i just needed to grow i think i met some dope people not in that like we were going to be together forever but i do think it was good in terms of like wow there's some pretty cool people i've had some good good experiences and i remember talking to my friend too like i felt like each time I dated someone I would learn something new or I'd do something even cooler than the last time and it'd be like wow leveling up there's ways that I've grown now that I absolutely would have never grown in my previous relationship you know that needed to end for me to become who I am now I know it's like thinking on the eight back on the eight-year relationship it makes me both incredibly sad and one day maybe I'll be able to see the beauty in it too I can mm. I can see that there's beauty in it, but I'm like sometimes I think is her life actually better and bigger and more expansive now that we're not in relationship with each other, which I'm like on a personal level makes me sad because I'm like I make the story about me and I'm oh no I was holding her back what was I doing wrong da, 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 da. but then it's like well it, one it's a two way thing it's a dynamic there were probably ways that I was being held back too by choice by because of the relationship and there's also beauty in that. And yeah. recognizing, like, okay, maybe someone's life can be bigger now because yeah. we've, like, let each other go. Or, or bigger or deeper or truer yeah. to what we want right yeah, now. Yeah, exactly. Again, dating at 32. 32 uh, single with no kids. Let the okay. record reflect, I turned 31 in August. I don't give so. up. <laughs> <laughs> and bitch, I'm still 31. So, <laughs> yeah, your joke for you. <laughs> Are you trying to call me old? I am fabulous. <laughs> I am uh, no, 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 no. I'm just okay. trying to like, you know, not panic about freezing my fucking eggs. I know, <laughs> I know right? So, but anyways, it's still 32 because I'm about to be 32. And depending on how this gets edited, it might be 32 when it's edited. But she's like, I will be editing out your rude comments about being 31. Thank you very much. <laughs> exactly. You're 32, bitch. <laughs> Just kidding, but I was like, you know what? We're both coming up on 32. We're in the year before it, okay? In varying degrees. You're right. And uh, dating, I think you have a clearer sense of when I'm dating, I'm dating for real compatibility in terms of this is the lifestyle that I want. It's like we have a similar lifestyle. So to your point earlier, like we are planning or dreaming about our reality. We're dreaming about the same thing. The other person was like, we dreamed so compatibly. Mm. Dreamt, dreamed, dreamt. Anyway. (laughs) <laughs> but I do think it's, like, breakups, terrible, so painful, and also, like, 
huge amounts of growth in yeah. such a short expedited amount of time. You You're like, so ah! much. <laughs> like, I'm like, can I stop seeing myself so clearly? Like, it's so annoying. <laughs> you know? Like, can we just I make this fog? Yeah, fog that shit up. Is there a filter? Can like, we put please, a filter? Let's just <laughs> blur it up a little. No, I'm grateful for all of it. I have a lot of... The other thing that I think was powerful and helpful for me to see, and maybe you experienced this a little bit, but it's like, there's a part of me that's like, wow, was it so stupid that I thought I could date someone else? Mm. And I'm like, no, I really loved her. Love her. You know, the, the person that I most recently broke up with. And I'm like, Marley, in time, you will see that it is not shameful to like have a lot of love to give yeah. and to be willing to fall in love again. Yeah. Because it feels a lot of times like you just want to like crumple into a little ball and be like, never again. Yeah. I could never see you doing that. You are I've always been so full of love. You were actually the first person. Yo, talk oh about God. dating what was she us. About to say? Yeah, you what were the was first person to, to get on the dating apps. Okay, we were. Was like, I? Yes. Oh this God. I think we were on the front end of it. This was 2013, oh y'all, in the Bay, where oh like the dating God. apps were really popping, and it was Tinder. Mm-hmm. And you and coffee meets okay bagel. Cupid. Too. Okay, keep it too. Yeah. I th- I think I had an okay keep it profile. I went on one okay C date and it was Tinder, weird. But, yeah. I didn't like it. I, I did Tinder. Honestly, so I don't think it's necessarily bad that you jumped to I'm uh, not jumped, excuse me. <laughs> She's like that you forced your way into, <laughs> <laughs> into a new relationship. Decided <laughs> to slip and slide. Jumped into in for one bit, two yeah. next. <laughs> that was so much judgment. That was nice to ask me. I don't think it's bad that you went with the flow, with the magic of chemistry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> my Something that I have been working through in terms of the impact in my last relationship was not dating to marry, dating for to achieve this thing. And it's like, that's different than like actually dating, ending up and being with someone that you're compatible and compatible that you love and that you want to be with. Because and like, I moved to New York and I felt like I had achieved the things and I, it just felt like the next thing that I wanted to achieve in my life. And, you know, love, whatever it is, my life, just how I, my growth, my journey, it's honestly just my journey. I didn't find it in college, you know, this long term, I didn't meet my fiance or my husband in college or whatever. And so I think especially coming to New York and I was nearing, you know, the end of my 20s, my late 20s is 27 or 28. I really wanted to be married. Both my sisters by this time have, were married, you know, and so or like had were with their person. And so I think I really pushed that. So a lot of my growth over the past two years has been around that in terms of really like discovering who I am, you know, not looking externally for the love that mm-hmm. like, and not that relational love isn't important, but I think it's just a different orientation when you can care for yourself and you are like yeah. set in your boundaries and you have boundaries and understanding of like what you want, an idea of like the life that you need. It's and you're like, not willing and or, and you're not embarrassed to actually just lean truly into that. Exactly. And be like, this is what I want and it's not a problem. <laughs> it's not a problem. Like and I have I rather do that than not that. You know what I mean? Right. Than be in a relationship for the sake of it. Right. Even throughout like, like the the past two years, there's even been like little situationships that have gone on mm-hmm. longer than they needed to because yep. again, like I think societally, you know, and even just in my line of work, the older you get being single and without kids, it gets Hard. It gets weirder. It gets it, also you get more cemented in your ways. Yeah, you get like, more cemented in your I'm ways. Doing, so. Yeah, but I think there's yeah. also like a pressure in terms of you see more of the wedding announcements. You're yeah, seeing more of the engagements. You're seeing all those things, even in the workplace too. And so it also feels like sometimes I need to be achieving and doing this thing. But again, I want those things, but I don't want those things for the sake of those things. Mm. You know, like I would yeah. love to get married and to have kids. But I'm not going to force some shit for the sake of getting yes. married and to have kids. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> to connect it back to the dating apps. Yeah. 
when I was on them for a minute, you can say like what you're looking for. Right. And it's, there was literally this part of me that was like, so I know I want a life partner. Like I Marley just know that I'm like, I want a life partner. Yeah. I'm going to put that. That's somebody that I want. (laughs) But like, I'm sitting here being like, well, that seems really intense. Maybe I shouldn't put that down. Yeah. And and I'm like, so maybe I should just put down like long-term relationship. Cause that's more chill. And I was like, what the fuck are you doing? Again, like if you want it, just Mm -hmm. say it. And then it's like, when you're looking at other people's profiles, if they put down like short-term relationship, they look cool. Stop. You don't don't want that. I don't want that. I don't want that. You know that from jump. It's not the same goals. I don't want it. Yo, so they put that out. You just have to like take what people are saying. Yeah. At face value. Exactly. When they show you who they are, that you have to believe them. Stop with the pet projects. You know what I mean? This is not worth your time and energy. It's emotionally damaging. No, you just have to be yeah. You You have to do it. Waiting, hoping someone's gonna change isn't fair to you or to them. I remember when Hinge rolled that out. I was still on dating apps in April and May, and then I got off them in June because I was dating somebody, and then I was like, while we were dating, I was like, regardless if this happens, I don't want to be on dating apps anymore. This is just, this is annoying. And let me just explain why I'm, like, over dating apps, and I'm like, I'm not trying to meet nobody on a fucking dating app. (laughs) So Hinge rolled out that you can decide what you're looking for. Mm -hmm. And I put long-term relationship because, similar to what you just described, I felt weird putting life partner, and then I was also kind of thinking about that in terms of, I do want to vet people, so let me say long-term relationship, that sounded like, it was more accurate. So when I did that, there was just such a difference in terms of the types of, of matches that I was getting really? and also like the number of matches I was getting. I felt like I was getting less matches. And honestly, can I be transparent? Mm-hmm. I feel like even before that, my experience on apps has been that heterosexual men have shared that they are looking for longer term relationships and like, well, I'm on the same page. I want these things that you want these things. But like, are saying these things that are also not demonstrating the emotional depth or communication or like vulnerability or, you know, just not their actions are just not lining up. And I think it feels almost as if there is this, I'm going to say what you want to hear so that I can get what I want. Right. Yeah. This makes me more attractive to you. And that's, that's my experience with heterosexual dating on dating apps. And I, and that's why I'm like, I want to meet someone in person so I can really vet that. And there's like that connection and it's not just this photo because I think that it just becomes so physical. You just see someone's picture. They're not really looking at the other information. And so it, it's just not always the most pleasant experience because you're dating people and you're like on dates with them. You're like, you're just obsessed with how I look. Like, thank you. I know I'm a pretty girl, but like, you know what you I are. mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> I don't need this honey. Yeah. like you. Like we good, you right. know, it's right. all like if that. And also I'm still vetting to see if I like you, but it's mm-hmm. had I known that you wouldn't even have access have to, to me. Exactly. You don't have to waste, waste my, my time. time. Yeah. Cause I'm clearly, <laughs> you want to sit across yeah, the table for me. This is a waste of my time. Yeah. I'm that's just, so, so that's why I'm like, mm, I'm, I'm over the apps. Like if I, someone's dating me, listen to all of my podcasts and write me a paragraph on why you like each one. <laughs> I saw this funny thing about how somebody was putting together, they put together a little, like, why you should date me. It's like, oh, wow. It's like a Google Doc. Yeah. Where they literally are like, here's things about me. And it's like I would multiple never pages. Do that. <laughs> Wouldn't you? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, but, I would be like, I would start it and then I'd be like, help me pull this out. And then that's get distracted. True. That's true. <laughs> it You're would right. never be finished. Well, it just made me think about the whole, like, write a paragraph. Oh, thing, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like, someone has to read that whole thing about you. Exactly. And then they're like, I will actually talk to you. You know what I mean? <laughs> Maybe the barrier to entry needs to be a little higher. It's not scarier. Yeah. Right? Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, just the dating app experience for me has been 
just not the most positive. And so just, you're not on any apps right now. I'm not on any apps Nor right am now. I. <laughs> and I'm I'm not dating anyone. I am looking for someone to talk about the day to day with mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. life is an adult. There's so much going on in the world, and I want to experience and share the day to day with someone. I'm not just looking for really cool dates on the weekend. I want a Tuesday evening. I want the Thursday evening. I want the Sunday morning. You know what I mean? I want like Saturday night. I want the whole fuck, excuse me. I want the whole fucking week. (laughs) The whole fucking week. Well, you want, I do want a life partner, exactly. So I was lying on this, like, it's, you know, yeah. the the Yeah, you the want someone who's really there, you know? Exactly. And, and so you're there with them. That's that. Oh, yeah, there was another note, though. I did write this note as opposed to... Did you like, actually write this note, this one? I did. I did write this one. Oh, girl, I said this earlier, but I didn't read it. Basically, that, like, singleness... Okay, so this stage of singleness... Okay, bringing it back full circle to what we were talking about earlier about life being the both and. Where I'm at in this stage of my life has made me really sit in the both and and really love it. Because there are moments like, I love this. I love my home. I love that I've grown and invested myself in terms of this podcast. This whole year has also kind of felt like a year of friendship for me. And I felt like I've reconnected with a lot of friends, especially post-pandemic, and have just been better about talking to people on the phone, you know, hanging out with people in the city, like really just connecting with and building that community that I lacked in my last relationship. So that's been really good. And then there are other moments where like, I'm going through these all these trends transitions good things are happening and I go home and I'm by myself after a really big day mm-hmm. and that's you know what I mean and oh, it's the both and you know it's like yeah but I, ha- I, I have this beautiful that. home to go home to you know what I mean and it's real this is I mean when I I moved into my new place in April it's the first time in my entire life that I've lived by myself in one bed like period oh, I'm in a yeah. one bedroom I'm an extrovert you are. And um, I hate it. I'm just going to be honest. Like, interview, like, it's me, real. interview me in a year, and we'll see. And yeah. I'm like... I'm, the first year of living by yourself is hard. It's I'm really just hard. like... And it's like, I knew it was going to be hard, because I'm like, I moved across the country. That was the thing I didn't say. The, when we broke up, I packed up my entire life of living in the Bay Area, Bay Area for like 10 years in three weeks, and shipped half of my, st- my stuff to the Bay Area, and I moved in three weeks. And I told my job, like, hey, I'm sorry, there's been a crisis in my life, I have to go. Oh, wow. And they luckily let me finish this the year remote. Yeah. Living, yeah, so I did all that. I signed yeah. a lease within like a month of getting to Denver, because I was Little Miss, like, God, I have a plan. <laughs> I'm flailing so hard. But yeah, living alone. So to your point about the both and, I've been trying to figure out, there's a part of me that's sometimes very goal-oriented and is like, Marley, you have to learn to be an independent, strong woman by yourself, live by yourself. Got to be done. Like I have this like checklist in my mind of like, I'll cross this finish line and then I'll be good enough to date again because I'll have repaired myself. And then I'm like, okay, well that's bullshit because we're never a finished product. It just doesn't happen. And maybe there's actually power in recognizing like, I don't want to be alone. Like, and, and can that be okay? Like, do I have to see that as a weakness? I, it's just like, I, I struggle to find that line or that balance of like, what is me running away from myself or not being willing to learn to be by myself versus what's okay about just saying like, I don't want to be by myself. Maybe yeah. I prefer to live somewhere with a roommate. You know, yeah. like I just feels like a constant challenge. Yeah. I, like, I feel like you're someone who does enjoy alone time more I, than I do. Like I yeah. know every human needs alone time in different ways at different times, but I feel like I think of you as someone who has <laughs> like, more alone time. Than I, or like, you're like, I remember it, you crying in yeah, the tub. Okay, well, <laughs> I don't want to throw you directly under the bus. but um, I remember you coming home and getting a whole bottle of wine and going, going and taking a bath. And shutting the door for six hours and then emerging to be like are we ordering Thai from Sue's <laughs> I will be eating mine alone in my room 
No, I would eat with you all. They'd be like, well, this was great. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you really would. You'd be like, mm. well, I had my 30 minutes of social time. That is so You're like, funny. Master sweet. <laughs> Wow, you all were so sweet to let me have that room, but also, like, I definitely was in that shit all the time. Also, do you remember where I lived? For some reason, I was like, I'll take this little office. I know. Why did you do that? On the first floor. I don't know, Nia. I Aww, don't know. that was so sad, but I did benefit from it, so thanks. You're accommodating. I'm very accommodating. I guess people pleasing. That was what I was gonna say. But I was yeah. A lot of my work and growth over the last six months has been around conflict avoidance. Yeah. And realizing the ways that my childhood wounds and trauma show up. Yeah. And it was basically a mechanism I learned as a child to try and you know survive things. (laughs) And it's like we outgrow those. You know, we get older and we're like, wow. As an adult, I'm still using these same things that Mm. served me at one point in time. I'm still pop the fuck up when I'm triggered or in a, like, trauma response. Yeah. And it's like, wait, that's actually not helpful anymore. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. total growth edge for me to be, one, to recognize, like, I can choose myself. And just, like, I've had to repeat that mantra to myself so many times over the yeah. last six months. I'm choosing to do something hard because I'm choosing me. Yes. Like, I'm choosing me. It's yeah. hard. It's painful. But this is choosing me. Mm-hmm. And then also just saying it's actually okay to, like, have needs. Yeah. <laughs> and to, like tell people what they are <laughs> oh my goodness That's and actually, ask for what you need that shit is like so not, scary and to not see yourself or yeah. your needs as a burden or an inconvenience yes and, and that's stressed deep out childhood drama yo so. deep childhood <laughs> trauma and it doesn't also have to be a confrontation because i don't oh know about you but like if you know what i'm angry because i can't state my needs like you have no right to be angry <laughs> just state it plainly Right, and yeah. my whole thing is, or like... using angry to deflect with the yes, times. Yeah. Yes, like, mm-hmm. of course I'm conflict avoidant because anytime I, like, witnessed conflict or tried to bring something up that would cause conflict, it resulted in rage. Yes. And it's like, well, yeah, I didn't actually realize that conflict could not be rageful. Exactly. Like, you can actually be in conflict with someone, and it's grounded in love. You're not saying things to make the other person hurt. It really is about coming to a solution. And that's something, too, like... As an adult, really choosing that explicitly. Even in dating, that has been something that I'm like, I'm not, I'm not yelling at nobody, okay? I'm not calling you names. I'm not yelling at you. If we if we can't have respect, then like it is what it is. You know what I mean? Like I'm not gonna Yeah. Yeah, call no, you I'm back really... to back. That's not me. I don't want that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I got very I think stuck. And it was a dynamic that was learned. I got very stuck in trying to be either the perfect daughter or the perfect, and that translated to trying to be the perfect partner Mm -hmm. and just trying to do everything I could to like accommodate and be perfect rather than being like, what's actually true for me? You know? Yeah. Like, what do I want? (laughs) Yeah. So I do like look forward to having practice about more practice with Mm -hmm. that intimate relationships. I've been trying to practice it with some of my friends, even just being, or my sisters too. Just, I'm going to try and trust that I will say something when I need to. Even if it, like, if I think it's going to cause conflict, and you're also going to say things, and I'll be able to survive. Exactly. (laughs) And and the relationship will be okay, too. It does not mean that it's going to be the end of it. That if I ask for this thing, they're going to say, don't talk to me. Yes. I feel like, yeah, like, I'm really valuing the repair parts, where I'm like, I want to see in future relationships, like, with people... We do have ruptures that will happen, but that the way we repair feels genuine. Mm. And, like, that's just a growth spot for me. Like, I so crave the feeling that comes with repair, but then it's, like, in my last relationship. Because I was like, I don't have conflict all the time. And she was like, me either. But there's such a thing as necessary conflict. And I was like, what? I was, like, mind blown. I was like, what the fuck? Conflict's necessary? (laughs) Yeah, girl. So that's what I want to 
continue to practice, like, in yeah. my intimate relationships with people I love, romantic or otherwise, is, like, conflict is okay. I feel like I've spent a lot of time suppressing sadness and feelings, because I was, like... In their life? Because mm-hmm, I was, like, generally. these are inconvenient. I just, I love being happy. Yeah. Like, I just love it. You, like, prioritize <laughs> happiness. That's just, the emotion. I'm so comfortable in it, mm-hmm. but at a certain point, it was performing happiness to, like, try and please other people and not letting myself, like, be a full person who's not happy all the time. And then this thing where people are, like, wait, are you okay? And I'm, like, yeah, it turns out I just have more feelings than happy. Yeah. You know? No, that's real. Do you like being sad? I mean, no, I don't like being yeah. sad, but I, I think that was definitely also a thing, too, that I learned with my breakup was, like, being more comfortable with those other emotions, and there's a time and place non-positive emotions, yeah. because we are such, like, a happy forward, we're to- it's toxic positivity, you know what I mean? And, you you know, these other emotions are necessary, they're and they're okay. Yeah. yeah. And, and, think, and emotions are so fleeting. Oh, Feelings are so fleeting. Being present. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and I, I think I just get, I got scared. I'm getting so much more practice over the last six months of being like, I am bigger than my sadness. Yeah. Because I think I just, when you haven't practiced letting yourself be in the sad, the angry, the hurt, the dark, the disappointed, yeah. it's very easy to believe that like it will subsume you. Like yeah. I'm just like, I'll get stuck here forever. Like it just scares me so, so much that I, I wouldn't want to go into it. You know, I'm like, I'll get stuck there. Yeah. And it's like, it's like well, no. I, I remember there was this black women's retreat that I went to in Oakland. It's so dope. Alice Walker was there. So wow. wild. It was beautiful. And we like sat at her feet as she spoke. But there was this black woman in the audience, this older woman who just dropped some wisdom. And she said, like she was saying, feeling the emotion won't kill you, but not feeling it will. And I just think about my grandmother who had such terrible rheumatoid arthritis and who had also just overcome so much trauma growing up as a dark-skinned black woman in the South. You know, and then moving to Denver with her two black boys and her husband. And life was really hard. And I honestly felt like she held so much of that in and it manifested in her physical body, you know? So that's why it's important to feel the sadness. And it's, it's a very iterative process. But going back to what you were saying earlier, you know, yes, I think it's good for you to know and be committed and just being like I enjoy life with other people and I want to live life with other people I would say explore what it means though to just lean on non and not have relational love because I think there is so much space like when you don't have relational love like we we're talking about I think there is value it's not may not be comfortable and I don't want to be in the season ever you know right, what I mean totally. in terms of like literally processing my day alone if I'm not on the phone with a friend that night or you know just literally just going through that shit alone mm-hmm. and I, I like to think that there's value in it, and I like to think that there's there also is. been a lot of growth in it, too. I mean, yeah. My journey was, it, it was just assisted with my therapist. I, like, really oh, like my therapist. Yeah, it, my therapist, maybe, maybe they all do that. I'm sure they do. But it's, like, it's helpful to have somebody else who remembers shit about you. Yeah. So that, like, she can be like, well, actually, I've heard you say this seven times, you know? Or, like, you said this. There was, I'm like, no, I didn't. It's like, yeah, you did. You know? <laughs> like, actually, are you working on that? Yeah, exactly. Like, I'm not, actually. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, she was just like, yeah, you're really, most recently, this is what we were talking about. We were like, you're in a wintering season of life. Like, yeah. things are not blooming right now. Yeah. They're just not. You're in winter, and that's okay. Yeah. It's just very painful. Like, and that's okay. Like, painful for me, because I haven't practiced it, and, like, it's not something that I want forever, like yeah. you said, but there's still value in acknowledging it and not the fighting it. The both and, y'all. The yeah. singleness will push you into the both and, all right, of life. 32, wait, I, so talking about dreaming, going back to what you said. <laughs> 32 single and okay, no 30. kids okay. <laughs> sure, go. no 32 okay, single yeah, and no kids know. it just sounds okay. better and like it's okay. my show and I'm gonna be 32 That's in a true. month so okay, whatever you go. and you're gonna be 32 in 11 months so you'll have your time okay. too <laughs> 
like you will be single and childless at 32 in 11 months. So oh, damn. I will be childless. That's not though. what I'm trying I to be. put on to you. No. I, but I know you won't be single because you move fast, uh, girl. <laughs> <laughs> now that you've said that, I feel like there's probably some kind of spell that's like, maybe I won't. I will be because that will be my growth. Oh, damn. Sorry. I don't want to put no, a spell no, on you. No, no. She said, you put your hand up. She was like, now you put spells on me, girl. You manifested that I'm single and I got no kids at 32. I'm no, sorry. I'm no, not trying to, no, but it's a catchy I mean, title, so I'm going with good. it. Okay, we're okay, not we're going stopping. there. Anyway, okay. back to my point. Okay. I never Ooh. imagined that I would be 32 single with no kids. I just didn't fathom it. And this year was the first time that I started like imagining allowing myself to let this moment sit on. I mean, maybe I did imagine, but it's never what I wanted. You know, like it always kind of felt like just the worst thing ever. But in all honesty, I have a really good life and I have a lot of fun (laughs) and a lot of freedom. And, you know, there's pluses and minuses, there are pros and cons to everything and whatever. But I can see now how the lack of freedoms that women have had have maybe probably kept us confined within relationships that did not serve us and I've definitely seen that I think within my family (laughs) in terms of like in older generations you know and just looking at how women I mean it wasn't until the 70s or 80s that women could have their own credit cards you know so just not having credit to buy a house so all that to say I never imagined that this would be my life but I'm not mad at it I'm still really fucking proud of me so glad you used those words because my question to you was going to be like, let's say you're talking to 22-year-old Nia. <laughs> what do you want to tell her that you're like, hey, this is what you should know right now. And also, just so you know, here's what I'm proud of as 32-year-old you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, so I've been thinking about this a lot. I'm glad. Thank you for asking me this. First thing I would say is in dating, their first effort is their best fucking effort. We ain't coaching nobody for the fucking team. If you didn't Woo! make the auditions, you didn't <laughs> fucking make it. That gave me chills. I literally was, like, electrocuted right there. I was like, oh, my God. Their first effort is the best effort. Their first Can we effort. put it on a t-shirt? Yes, the first effort is your best fucking effort. That We're not coaching no motherfuckers motto. for the team. <laughs> No, that's literally my motto in dating now. And that's what I'm talking about. Like, if you were disappointed on the first date, bitch, you're going to be disappointed. It's not getting better. That was their opportunity to impress you, and they didn't impress you. And I'm not a fucking coach. I (laughs) am so glad I asked the question I asked because that's... Thank you. Yeah. That's the whole podcast. That's the podcast. That's the podcast. And we're done. Exactly. Now we're fishing it up. So that would be... That is the... That is the that would be the advice that I give myself between two. And as it relates to dating. As it relates to myself, I would just continue to tell say like you're a work in progress. Keep loving yourself. You know? I'm so proud of I think my growth over the years and I'm proud of the decisions that I made for the most part. I would say as it relates to like my career, just personal life, my friendship choices, like I'm really proud of myself in other areas of my life. I feel like my love life is tends to be, you know, not the best. But you know, healthy black relationships are models of that unfortunately I didn't really necessarily grow up with you know that of romantic love so it's been a bit of a journey of my own and I am learning to give myself grace and to not be hard on myself so I would just say to keep loving you and girl you fucking fine did you look in the mirror because you got body yaddy oh that's what I would say too (laughs) so true exactly that's what I would say what would you say (laughs) you're like are you looking at my booty Marley so, oh my goodness, Marley! Marley never looks at my booty. So how do you know? Because <laughs> he said he was like no comment the way he said it. Okay, what would what would your advice be? 
to yourself? What would you tell yourself <clears throat> at 20, 21? 21. Since you're 31. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> hand away. Thank you so much. The advice would be very different to 21-year-old than 22-year-old. But you, so. love to, you love Taylor Swift, so 22 mm, is actually more that's catchy. That's a great year, yeah, song-wise. Okay, mm. what would I tell myself? You have At such which a age? great motto. 22 or 21? I'm sorry. <laughs> You're really stuck on it. Let's say, do you want it to be 22? 22. Okay, do 22. All right, do you want it to be 22? Okay, so 10 years before 32, because this podcast is about being 32. It is. Thank uh, you. Okay. <laughs> but neither okay. of us are 32. So I think what I would say to 22-year-old Marley, I would say you are lovable. Mm. Yes, you have an amazing capacity to love others, but you yourself, just as you are, are lovable. And you're allowed to have needs, and they're not... It's not inconvenient. It's actually powerful to know what your needs are. And if other people make you feel any way but that, screw them, <laughs> you know? Um, and just like you... Your needs are valid. Yeah, your needs are valid and you get to be a whole person. Like, yeah. you don't have to be happy all the time or mask. Like, you're really good at masking and code switching and being like, I'm happy. Nobody knows I'm unhappy. And, like, the sooner you can kind of unwind that a little bit... And, like, yes, it is a skill to be able to mask your feelings because sometimes you're not safe and you don't want to, like, show it to everybody all the time. But it's okay to have deeper and more complex and, like, just a variety of feelings. And give yourself time. Somebody said this the other day. You can't be late for your own timeline. Yes. And I think that's, like, what I would most – that's – you can cut all the other shit out. But anyway, (laughs) that would probably be really helpful for 22-year-old Marley. Yeah. It's like you can't be late to your own timeline. Just know that you're living at this pace that you need to. Don't don't feel bad about it. Sometimes if you're like, I'm going too fast. No, you're not. You're just doing what you're doing. If you think you're going too slow, no, you're not. Life happens the way it should happen. And that's like annoying to say, but it is true. But true. true. I believe it. I believe it. It's annoying, but I believe it. But I do too. (laughs) Yeah. I know. It's a nice cliche. It's just. The other one I hate is people are always like, it happens when you least expect it. And I'm like, fuck you. I hate hearing that. And it's always true. (laughs) And it's always. 100%. Wait. Yeah. Is that why I've never found love? Okay. 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 Thank you for listening to the Inky Comet. If you are enjoying the podcast, subscribe and follow us on Instagram and Twitter at the Inky Comet to continue the conversation. Also, be sure to check out the Inky Comet soundtrack on Spotify. Until next time, be encouraged. <laughs>